Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We are seeing the smiling face of Amy Audibert on our video feed right now. Crowder, Amy Audibert on the Toyota of Hollywood hotline. One of the Miami Heat game analysts, I'm Bally Sports Sun, and I'm the Miami Heat audio experience, and the Heat are in Sacramento tonight. You can watch Amy uh, in studio on Bally Sports Sun. A little Monday night, late night Heat action. I'm sure Amy and Solana are looking forward to this West Coast road trip, being <laughs> up very late, doing post games when most of us will be sleeping. Do you know what's better than one? Two. Back to back. back How about that? Yeah, you can see the look on Solana's face. Very excited about tonight and tomorrow. (laughs) Let's uh, let's talk about a few things, Amy. First, let me start with Jimmy Butler. Did Jimmy Butler deserve to be suspended for his part of the kerfuffle in New Orleans? Well, I hate to say this, but I, I think it. I'm not surprised with with that. So if you look at it he did kind of engage first uh was Najee Marshall's reaction much worse he actually grabbed him by the neck he held him there absolutely but I I understood what the league did there because they couldn't say it was you know it was all on one guy when Jimmy kind of got there first not to that extreme um so do I I understand the league's uh decision on that I mean Listen, do we all wish Jimmy was suiting up tonight? Yep, but I get it. Hey, Amy, this, this is something we talked about earlier in the show, too. Do, do the Heat really want that smoke? Like, I, like, I'm friends with UD. I know UD. Like, and UD is a scary dude. I'm scared of him right now. But, like, the, the, the Heat, because when we talked about the fight, Solana brought up, he was like, Nico was ready to go. And I'm like, I'm not scared of Nico when I'm 40 years old. Like, do the Heat, are, are the Heat still built that way? Um, I don't, I don't know if they necessarily want to come out and say that, but did they get a little bit more pumped up? Yes. Were there lots of smiles yesterday at practice when they were kind of talking about it? Yeah, there were like the film doesn't lie. Right. Um, I can't believe that Nico, this is the second time in his two years that he's had a game suspension. (laughs) The best part was yesterday. He said, well, I didn't go on the court. I went up the sideline. So he didn't think that he should have actually got it, which was funny. um, That was a loophole. uh, That was a good loophole. I mean, listen, do you, do you want to do, I don't think that anyone wants it to get to that point where guys are throwing hands and especially when fans are starting to get into it because there was fans starting to throw stuff. I think that that's something that no, nobody wants uh, because we know malice in the palace. We know crazier things have happened. We've seen court storming this week, get out of control, obviously at a different level, but still you never know. So we don't want everyone players um, to physically be in a position uh, to get hurt. But I also think there's something to be said about saying, like, who says NBA guys don't care, you know, about games in the regular season? And this is game one out of the all-star break, you know? So 
Uh, and by the way, I also, and I'm sure you all would agree, I was one of the first things I was thinking when I was watching this game was, oh my gosh, if UD was there, like, I'm so thankful he wasn't because I love him and I would not want him to get into trouble because it was one of those games where you're kind of just like, whatever, you know, you got to go in there and defend your teammates a little bit. What do you think of uh, just to, to, the, the, the genesis of it was Kevin Love wrapping up uh, Zion Williamson wasn't dirty at all. And Zion said it wasn't dirty, but your thoughts on Zion Williamson, this has been a running conversation that we've had on this show. Crowder thinks he's garbage. Go ahead. Oh, Crowder. He's, what, not, he's not garbage Hawk. He's just a normal player because he doesn't take his job serious. He's, he's fat. He, you call he's, him fat he's and lazy. Six, and... six, two eighty four, And I think he's maybe even a bigger, I mean, He's so explosive. And it's funny because my instant analysis before you really watched it slowly was like, yeah, Kevin Love wrapped him up because you have to. It's literally the only way you can kind of stop him when he gets in there because of how explosive and how big he is. Um, now, obviously, looking back on it, understanding he was trying not to let him fall. Uh, I don't I don't. I don't think anyone can say that they can shut him down in the paint or wants to by other thing else, but by chance, right? I mean, the guy's incredible when he gets downhill because of his size and his explosive ability. Do I think he's going to have a very long career? Um, I would guess now, right now, no, because of basically what Crowder's alluding to um, at his size and what his body and his frame is. You have to take care of it a little bit different than maybe the guy sitting beside you. Uh, I'm not this, but he is on pace to play the most games he would in his career in a season. So if he can, you know, really take it seriously, because when he does have the ball in his hands, like he's so explosive when he gets in there. But what, but what is he? When he got wrapped up, did you think about a gyro? What's the ceiling? <laughs> What's the ceiling? Like, could he be the, the genesis of this conversation was when he came out of Duke and I said, he's going to be an MVP in the league one day. And I really believe that now. Obviously, I seem to be losing that argument to Crowder, who said from day one that this guy isn't going to be anything, but I don't want to say it because I think it's a pejorative. But very, he, you know, he's going to be a very good player, but he's that's never going to be That's not what you said. He's going to be a fat bastard for the rest of his he's life. He's going to be heavy. And, heavy yeah. people are but heavy. It's called do you caloric, think, it's called do you the think caloric that there's, deficiencies. Do you think that there is going to be uh, an MVP season for him one day down the road, or he just can't stay healthy for a season enough to be in that kind of conversation? To me, that's just such a 50-50 question because it comes down to health. I mean, it's going to be tough for him. I, I'm one of those people that believes that your team has to be good for you to be in an NBA MVP conversation. So a lot of that has to do, I think, with New Orleans, who, by the way, you know, they're sitting in the West in a tough conference. And I think for Zion, maybe his window's a lot smaller than well, than most other players um, in terms of what his caliber would be, uh, according to one of you and not the other. So it's going to, I'm never going to say no. I don't know. I'm one of those people that I just, I just, I never want to say no about a player. I just want to give him their shot. Does he have the physical tools if he takes care of them properly? I think we got to say yes. Like he's he's not that tall, right? He's only six 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 seven, but he's close to three hundred pounds. So if if that's muscle, then sure. I mean, he should be able to score at anyone. And I know Crowder's shaking his head. Right? That's not muscle. That's not muscle, um, Amy. I think it's gonna be. I think it's gonna be really. I think it's gonna be tough for him. But I, I don't want to. I, I wouldn't sit here and say definitely not because I do think he is. I I'm sorry, Crowder. I think he's a really good player. Right? I think he's a really good basketball player. But to me, it goes back to the health, like. So I, I see both of your points. Um, 
if he can stay healthy, then that's the first big hurdle. But I do think his window would be smaller than than some other guys. Can we officially call Duncan Robinson the Zion Williamson stopper after he swatted him late in the game? Because Duncan, Amy, Duncan put Wemby on skates earlier in the season. And then Duncan Donuts is the Zion stopper. (laughs) Duncan Robinson. And then he gets the, uh, the uh, you know, help defense, swat Zion at the rim. One of the bigger plays of the game. Help the Heat come down the other end and, and ice it. Uh, like, Duncan, we've talked about it, right? He reinvented himself. He's no longer on the offensive side of the of the floor, just a three-point shooter. But we just got to start giving Duncan props on the defensive end also, I think. Yeah, Duncan worked really hard in this offseason um, on his defense. And I thought at the beginning of the year especially, he was showing something else. He's still getting targeted. I think the film doesn't lie, right? Teams are still trying to really get after him. But uh, Duncan said some good things defensively. And the thing that it, the one thing I would say about Duncan is if you sit down and actually have a basketball conversation with him or listen to his podcast, he's a really smart player. And that's not just on the offensive end. So when you look at in terms of shifting down and blocking Zion, like that's also an IQ play, like timing of when to get that ball and where to be there. So. Um, is he the best defensive player on the Miami Heat? No. Uh, but has he gotten better? Sure, yeah. And when he does stuff like that, like, what do they call him? What is it? Um, dunkyard dog? Like, I see all the memes and stuff. <laughs> Guy's shooting 50%, close to 50% from the three uh, in the month of February. So, absolutely, I can see him getting more confidence on the other end, too. You you sat down with him and watched uh, watched film with him. I watched that. on uh, Like, he, he's – like – I'm guessing you like a, a good basketball mind. He's got it. But it is like we're at this push now. You get to the end of the season. You're pushing towards the playoffs and seedings. And then the postseason starts. You know, again, people call me the the Duncan Robinson lover for the last couple of seasons. Could he be the key part for this push and the postseason? I absolutely think he can be a major key part. Here's the thing with most teams, but especially the Miami heat, like, to me, the difference is when they're hitting their shot, when they're hitting their three ball. So at the beginning of the year, they were like top five in the league in three point percentage. They're also had a winning record, like well above 500 for quite a while. If you remember that three point percentage dipped quite a bit there. And I mean, it goes hand in hand with offense and defense, but I keep going back to the postseason run last year. I'm so sick and tired of hearing about how it was a fluke. You don't get to the NBA finals on a fluke, people. Like, it's not easy. Like, you just stroll there. You've got to be consistently good to get through that many series. But Miami was the number one three-point shooting team in the NBA in the postseason last year. So when you look at, again, February, they're shooting the three ball better. Their defense is picked up. But absolutely, in this league, I do believe that you have to be able to shoot shoot the ball at a pretty high clip to consistently win games. And I do believe that Duncan Robinson is one of the best shooters on this planet. He really is. People forget he's 6'7". He can extend over so many defenders because of his height, and he's got a beautiful shot. So uh, I think if Duncan continues to stay in this pocket and maybe even push it a little bit more, Miami's going to win a lot of games because of it. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. And Amy, is that, is that the key? 
the three-point shot because we've talked about it where the Heat last year, they were the playing round. We were a couple quarters away from getting beat by the Hawks and not even going on, and then we end up going to the final. Is that the key? Because Solana brings it up all the time. It's if the three ball is dropping or not. I think with Miami, it's a, it is a it's, it's like a top three key because the thing is, defensively, they're back in their game. Denver won an NBA championship last year on a game where they scored 84 points. The problem was not that Miami could not play defense, right? It went back to when they got to the NBA finals, their shots didn't fall as consistently as they did in the first three rounds. So I think you give yourself a chance when the three ball is going. Miami, again, like they, they, they have the – it's a crazy stat, actually. They have the biggest differential – um, an opponent's points per game on the road versus at home. Uh, but on the road, they've got, they can lock down and put the clamps on. It's going to go to test tonight. But I do think that they're confident in their ability to defend any team in this league. It's whether they can hit their shots. And when that three ball is falling, you're stretching defense, you're opening the court, good things are happening. You're making life so much easier for Jimmy Butler when everyone else is hitting threes. Uh, it's harder to throw two or three bodies on him when you've got to defend the perimeter. So I think it is so important every team but in particular a deep a team that prides himself on the defensive end like miami amy audibert you can watch her tonight valley sports sun you can listen to solana tonight and uh, jason jackson here on 560 wqam west coast road trip underway for the heat you have some interest in seeing crowder sunday night at the dania beach improv uh, i i don't I've seen the comic stylings of Channing Crowder at the Miami Improv <laughs> a few weeks ago. If you're coming Sunday night, you know, keep that armor up. Okay, I know. Like, are you going to pick? I do not want to get picked on. I stick out in a crowd, and that's, like, the one reason why I don't love to go to comedy <laughs> shows because I don't like getting picked on. I will say my mom and my sister are going to be in town, so. Um, we, oh, don't go there with your mom and your sister. Oh, Amy, God, I, I, will, no. I, will, I will leave you alone. I promise I'll leave you alone. But you have to, if you come back to the back in the green room before the show, then I'll leave you alone. Oh, no. Okay. You're gonna... so you, you, you can pick on my sister, just not my mom. Oh, okay. No, no, no. You're going to end up in family therapy after you hear the story. That Crowder well, listen, is we, like, you're, it, this is. This is going to be one of those moments where the family looks back on saying, what happened to us? What, well, what if was this the moment? The, uh, this is the, the moment. Reason, if this is the reason that puts us in family therapy, it might be a good thing. We probably should have been there already. <laughs> We're one of those. <laughs> Amy Audibert, of course, famously from Canada. We did our Canada questions with her the last time she was on with us. But I never mentioned poutine. Are oh. you a fan of poutine? No, I'm a ketchup girl. By the way, I just got back from a week up north. Oh, you did? Where were you? Yes, I went home for All Star, Niagara Falls. But no, poutine is not my thing. It's gravy and cheese. I just like ketchup. I'm a ketchup girl. Sometimes oh, like vinegar, salt. Oh, vinegar on fries is great. Well, Thank Hawk, you. I got to ask. Let's be honest, Amy. Niagara Falls is terrible. It's just a waterfall. Yeah. No, the Canadian side is amazing. Yeah. yeah, we have a horseshoe. It's a horseshoe falls. That's the Canadian falls. So and they light it up at night. Oh, yeah. We, yeah. we did a family trip there, and we loved yeah. it. Yeah. The falls. Ask Jax about the next time you talk to him about his visit to Niagara Falls last summer. I took him on a boat right up to the falls. It was incredible. I have <laughs> a feeling looking. that Jax wouldn't enjoy that. That doesn't oh, seem was, like his wheelhouse. This, this might so, be cultural. If you right. want Jax to be quiet for a couple <laughs> minutes, stick him under Niagara Falls. <laughs> This might be cultural because they, they put a rain jacket on me. I was like, why do I need a rain jacket? 
What's going on here? Hundred percent, because we did that little boat ride, and it was one hundred percent white people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that is cultural. <laughs> Not Jack. Jack's got on that. He didn't have a tell you you. So why am I here again? What's going on? <laughs> it's spritzed by ice cold water. <laughs> yeah, I'm fine. Thanks. Amy Audubon. Watch her tonight, Bally Sports, and uh, listen to the game if you want on 560. Thank you, Amy. Thanks, guys.